0: Welcome to The Lens, hosted by Catalysis, where we get a glimpse inside healthcare organizations that are transforming to a culture of improvement to deliver continually higher value outcomes for patients, staff, and communities. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens for more information about Catalysis. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Lens by Catalysis. I'm your host, Peter Mariahazi. John Toussaint, founder and executive chairman of Catalysis is back again to discuss the role of a model cell in organizational transformation. The model cell is a critical first step in an organization's transformation journey. It serves as a test center where operations can experiment with ideas, embrace failure as a path to learning, and put new concepts into action This area will become the demonstration site as your spread continues improvement throughout the organization. Welcome back, John.
1: Glad to be here.
0: John, a model cell. Well, maybe it would help the listeners. What is a model cell? Help us define that.
1: Yeah, A model cell is an inch-wide, mile-deep look at the work that you want to improve. It's not what we call peanut butter spread thin. It's really looking at a department, a clinic, uh, any 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 area of care delivery and saying, how do we actually revolutionarily improve the work in that particular area? And it requires a a different way of of thinking about about the work. So we're really saying we want to significantly change the existing work. So we want a completely different way of delivering care in that particular area.
0: You know, you talked about an inch wide and a mile deep, and that's something that I think a lot of people don't think about when you say a model deep in the cell, I mean, it sounds like you're going down to the very, very basic grassroots level of the work being done. Is that correct?
1: Well, what we're doing is redesigning the care and we're really identifying what the ideal state should be and then actually creating an ideal state value stream in which we are looking for not five or 2% improvement, but 50 or 100% improvement. And the only way you get that level of improvement is to fundamentally rethink the process Of care delivery in that particular area
0: why is that important to to the whole transformation journey for the organization
1: well I mean the 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 point of transformation is to deliver better results to our customers to our patients and we're doing that with a very specific method in which we're identifying key principles. We're identifying key behaviors. We're building systems. And one of those systems is the model cell. We need to prove to the rest of the organization that we can actually radically redesign and get that 50, 70, 100% improvement in care delivery, because that then Gives the inspiration to the rest of the organization that, that these types of radical change and improvement are actually possible.
0: Wow, so if, if inspiration is a big part of it, obviously choosing where to create the model cell is important. How do you choose that? How do you select out of the, all, possible, all the possibilities in the organization?
1: Well, I like to think of the, the most likely place to start is is where there's a uh, serious business problem so maybe it's a quality performance issue maybe it's a cost issue maybe it's a patient satisfaction or staff satisfaction issue i think what we want to do is 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 really focus in on an area that absolutely needs to be improved from an overall system standpoint and and focus our efforts there not on something that is you know, maybe incrementally needs to be improved. This is an area where we definitely have to get results for the organization to be successful.
0: Okay, and, and then who is involved in creating the model cell? Who do you pull together?
1: So the model cell is really an area like an emergency room or an outpatient clinic or a home care uh, area in which we have a team of people that are doing work and so as we build this model cell we want to make sure that the team that are that's responsible for doing the work is involved in redesigning the work so that's that's uh, th- those people are critical now some teams are are more functional than other teams and i think it's important for us to determine is the uh, is that team that's doing that that's delivering that care are they ready for actually the deep dive redesign and changes in roles and responsibilities that are going to come with the with the with the development of this model cell so one of the things we need to do in terms of who's involved in model cell is to really do a a, a baseline assessment is, is is of team readiness to say, are these people really ready to 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 uh, to experience this this significant change that's going to be occurring over the next few months? And um, I think it's important to recognize that uh, it's it's not only who's involved, but it's also the time that's required. So. This is a serious commitment, uh, model cell work, this inch wide, mile deep thinking doesn't happen in two weeks. We're talking about several months and sometimes up to 12 months of serious redesign, roles and responsibility change, and uh, even environmental change sometimes in order to, uh, to achieve the results we're after.
0: I imagine the, the team that you select needs to be pretty receptive to this how does a leader work with that team because you talk about the time involvement and and the demand to share with them and and get them to buy in or, or at least be receptive to the fact that there's going to be some time involved here how do they how do they make their resources available how do they avoid being overburdened
1: well it's important that a senior leader be assigned the ultimate sponsorship of the model cell the uh without that it's going to be difficult because the reality is we're moving people's cheese around, and uh, we're also requiring resources, system resources, including things like uh, IT, some HR processes, sometimes uh, even finance needs to be involved. So it it takes a you know it takes a whole army of folks to do this, and if we don't have senior leadership sponsorship it's going to be difficult to really break through the existing process that we have and create something really uh, entirely better and new. So as a model cell, they're going to run
0: into obstacles that the organization may never have run into before, and they need that help to be able to to overcome those obstacles, right? Correct. Okay. Tied to that, what, what systems need to be built to support the model cell? You mentioned IT and others. What other systems need to be built?
1: Well, I think one of the most important systems is the is management system. And uh, this is really a, uh, a set of standard work that, that management needs to be uh, focused on in terms of developing so that the ideas of the staff can can emerge in a way that we can look at those ideas to continuously improve the process of the of the work that we of the new standard work that we're creating. So in this case the management system is really about building the capability within the staff to identify and solve problems or in this case to identify what the redesign process should look like so the manager's role becomes much less of a problem solver and a designer and much more of a teacher and a coach for the people on the team that are actually delivering the care to the patient and so the management system is an is an important part of that so that's the middle manager working with the with the frontline team but also part of the management system is what is the role of the senior leadership in terms of supporting this model cell work So, as a senior leader standard work, we're talking about, have we defined what the True North metrics are? I was at a hospital the other day, they had 50 True North metrics. Well, that's ridiculous. There's no way we're going to uh, help, we're we're not going to inspire people with 50 metrics. What I'm talking about is, have we identified the handful, six, six or eight metrics in which we can really focus the organization around? Because... As we think about model cell performance, that that team needs to understand what the senior leaders are trying to accomplish. And if if we haven't uh, defined what those key metrics are for the organization, the model cell folks can get confused pretty quickly. But also we need to make sure that the senior leadership understands what their standard work is in supporting the model cell. And it's not to go tell people what to do, it's to go try to understand where the barriers are for, the, for what the work the team is doing in the model cell. Where are those barriers? Where, where are the resource needs that need to be brought to bear? And what are the th- other things that, that, that we can identify as senior leaders to help this team along? So really the senior leader's role in the management system is to understand barriers, remove them, and to make sure that everything that that team needs is available to the team.
0: That ties to the behaviors and and the parts that the leaders need to learn to adopt and examine themselves, that we talked about in earlier podcasts, and and that's what the front line will see, right?
1: Yeah, part of the management system work has to do with behaviors. So there's a uh, a combination of what is the content knowledge that you need to have. And so part of the content knowledge is how do you deliver or how do you determine and create True North metrics? And then how do you deploy through a series of catchball conversations, dialogic conversations? How do you deploy those metrics in a way that are meaningful to those teams on the front line? But as well as that process, there also has to be a set of behaviors that the leaders are. Uh, that our leaders are exhibiting. And we've talked about that before. So we need a combination of both the content knowledge, what is it that the senior leaders need to be doing, and then the behaviors, what do, how do they need to be acting to model the way so that the Model Cell team can be successful
0: speaking of which in talking about metrics how do you know that the model cell is really being successful you've got it up and running you're talking months down the road what what does that look like
1: well one of the things that's really important before you embark on this model cell system build is to understand what it is you're actually trying to accomplish one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest mistakes i see people make is they get all excited about redesigning care, but they don't really know whether they're winning or losing in the process of building their model cell. So it's really important to, before you start, set the goals of what you're trying to accomplish. And an example is, uh, when I was CEO, we developed a new outpatient clinical care model for the primary care offices. And we had a model cell in which that was first experimented with. One of the key goals was to make sure that all of the electronic health record work was completed by the time the physician went home. And as we asked the physicians, you know, what's the most important thing to you? It's to spend time with my family and not be doing electronic health record work when I'm at home. And we found that sometimes upwards of three hours at night was being spent in closing electronic health records from, the day, uh, from that day. So one of the key goals in the, in the redesign of, of the outpatient model cell was to make sure that all electronic health records were closed by the time the physician left uh, the clinic. And, and the other goal was to make sure that the physician was getting out of the clinic on time. So we wanted everybody out of the clinic by 5.30 if they started at 7 in the morning. And uh, that goal was achieved in the original model cell and then spread to to the other clinics. So the important point here is what are those key metrics? And they should be a combination of things that have to do with the better care for the patient, but also better care for the caregivers, because this really helps us address the burnout problem if we can understand what the goals are. In terms of success, then, what we're looking for, as I said earlier, we want 50, 70, 90% improvements. We don't want 2% improvements. And that's the other thing I see that, 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 that people are making mistakes with is they think, well, I got a 3% improvement, so now I'm ready to spread to the next site. And uh, that's just not good enough. If we got 3%, it means we didn't do the inch wide mile deep thinking around the redesign that's required to truly get breakthrough results.
0: Okay. The model cell gets the breakthrough results. And when do you decide to spread the work of the model cell to other areas?
1: It's important to make sure that you've developed the framework as you build the model cell. So when we, spread the work. It's not, here's a hundred page playbook, go do it exactly the way that this playbook says you should. And that's what we learned in the model cell. That's not how this works. What we want to do is understand what is the basic framework for the model cell work. So again, back to an example, Uh, when we did the outpatient redesign work in the model cell, when I was CEO, what we did was we found that if we had 15 minute lab turnaround time in the clinic, so the patient comes in, the first thing that happens is the uh, MA draws the blood and sends it to the lab. And that blood test then is resulted in the electronic health record by the time the physician actually gets into the examination room. That was critical to getting uh, the after visit summary out Uh, hundred percent of the time with the patient on the way out the door. So what we said, as we started to think about, you know, what's the framework for the spread of the model cell, one of the components was 15 minute lab turnaround time. Now we weren't going to tell people how to do that. I mean, a clinic that has six doctors versus a clinic that has 50 doctors, obviously is going to have a different process to have lab turnaround time in 15 minutes. But what we did know was that if we don't have that component within this redesign process, that we can't get to 100% after visit summaries for every patient. So what the first step is, is we have to make sure that we understand what the core elements of the redesign process uh, of the model cell are. Usually there's six or eight key, key parts to the framework. And within that framework, then, people are able to to put their fingerprints on it. Each clinic had, you know, different demographics, different doctors, uh, all those sorts of things. So you can't expect that exactly what happened in the model cell would work everywhere else. So we have to give some flexibility within that standard work so that it can be applied within your own environment. But if you haven't, If you don't understand the framework in the model cell that you've created and you haven't achieved 50, 70, 90% improvement, it's not time to spread yet. You have to go back and and again, PDSA study and adjust on the work and continue to work until you clearly understand what are those key elements to the framework of the model cell work and are we actually achieving breakthrough performance, which is defined as at least over 50% improvement of whatever it was that we established as our goals up front.
0: Great John, any final thoughts on model cell to share with our listeners?
1: It's a it's a very important part of the of the work and it's the way that you prove to the organization that improvement can really sustain and uh, and, and and show leaders and others that um, that this is one of the most important things.
0: Thanks, John. That seems to be a linchpin part of all of this. And everyone else, thank you for listening to The Lens. To learn more about healthcare transformation, visit createvalue.org slash the lens. For more information on the model cell and how it fits into an organization transformation, check out John's book, Management on the Mend. Join us next week as we dig deeper into the model cell with Kim Barnes and discuss the management system within the model cell. Thank you for listening. Visit createvalue.org slash the lens to learn more about how catalysis can inspire you to
1: accelerate change in your organization.